0: An unmarried man is concerned about the Lord's affairs, how he can please the Lord. But a married man is concerned about the affairs of this world, how he can please his wife. Married men, number one interest is pleasing their wives. I heard a couple of amens. Come on, man, I'm trying to help you this Valentine weekend. The number one thing we married men have on our mind is pleasing our wives. Now, we may not voice it, but we were thinking about it. We may not say I love you, but the thought crossed our mind, didn't it? Help me out, fellas. Am I right about it? Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. This message is especially for those who are unmarried. There is a blessedness in being single, and I'm sharing that with you today. Come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. Paul said there's a problem in marriage and that because the problems are of the flesh. Paul gives practical advice here, not spiritual or moral command. He says people in their fleshly nature, when two people get together, there's going to be some conflict and there's going to be some problems. When they're bound together in marriage, their human nature is multiplied and magnified. And he says marriage people have issues that single people don't. They have some troubles that's unique to marriage that single people don't have to deal with. And when he said trouble, that word trouble means literally pressed together under pressure. You are pressed together, you're under pressure. So if if you saved all of your money, you've been real diligent and you saved all of your money, you married somebody who's broke, is in debt and is bankrupt, that almost bankrupts you right off the bat When soon as you get married. And the Bible said the two shall become one. We're still two personalities. Two people with their own likes and dislikes and their own emotions and temperaments. We're trying to meld them together, weld them together, and we find out that it's not always smooth sailing when we do that. I'm not trying to talk people out of marriage, but Paul is just making a comment He says, Well, when you're married, there's issues. Marriage involves conflict. Marriage involves demands. Sometimes it's hardship." As all the time is sacrifices and adjustments, singleness does not require those things. When you come home and you have one television, you can watch whatever you want when you're single. You can throw your stuff all over the room, nobody cares but you. You can leave the top off the toothpaste, nobody going to say anything. But when you married, that can become a major issue. Now marriage is God ordained. Marriage is good, marriage is holy, but marriage don't solve all your problems. Some people think because they're single, if I could just be married. But if you had some issues before you got married, you'll still have those issues after you got married. If you have anger issues before you got married, you're going to be angry after you get married. Marriage is not going to solve those issues. And some would say that it should never be used as an escape for loneliness. So just because you're lonely... Don't mean you just have to get somebody to solve your loneliness. The other reason he says, states for staying single is the preoccupation that marriage brings. In verse 32, he said, I'd like for you to be free from concern if you are unmarried. An unmarried man is concerned about the Lord's affairs, how he can please the Lord. But a married man is concerned about the affairs of this world, how he can please his wife. Married men number one interest is pleasing their wives. I heard a couple of men "Come on, man! I'm trying to help you this Valentine's weekend." The number one thing we married men have on our mind is pleasing our wives. Now we may not voice it, but we were thinking about it. We may not say, "I love you," but the thought crossed our mind, didn't it? Help me out, fellas. Am I right about it? (laughs) That's what Paul says. This is a scripture, but a married man is concerned about the affairs of this world, how he can please his wife. Paul knows what he's talking about. And his interests are divided. He says, listen, an unmarried man can be as concerned about how he's working in ministry, how he's pleasing the Lord, but a married man has to have his attention divided with his wife. If he doesn't, his wife is going to let him know. man told me, he said, I I know I can hear from the Lord. She said, take the garbage out. There's an interest. When you're single, you can just focus on whatever your interest is and give it your full attention. Hopefully, if you're in the church, you have an opportunity to serve the Lord and focus wholly on the Lord. But as you get married, the priority will change in your life. Priority needs to change in your life. He says in verse 34, An unmarried woman or a virgin is concerned about the Lord's affair. Her aim is to be devoted to the Lord both in both body and spirit. But a married woman is concerned about the affairs of this world, how she can please her husband. And every wife's number one goal is to please her husband. Most wives' number one goal is to please their husband. Some wives' number one goal is to please their husband. <laughs> And that's what he's saying. That's the goal. That's what happens when you get married. And he says there's a difference between the priorities and the lives of the single and those who are married. We have to deal with the other person and the demands that the other person's put on our lives when we're married. You don't have that demand placed on you from anyone else when you're single. That's unique to the married couples. But verse 35 he says, I am saying this for your own good, not to restrict you, but that you may live in a right way in undivided devotions to the Lord. He says, I'm just giving you some information. Remember, he's addressing the questions that he got from the church about the singles. What should the singles do? How should they respond? Should we get married? Should we stay single? What? And he's saying, you know, if you're single, you can do a lot of work in ministry for the Lord. When you're married, there are some things that will happen that you're just going to have to deal with. And it's only within the dynamics of the marriage. Because there's something that's curious. When you're married, sometimes the very thing that draws you to a person is the thing that causes conflict in the marriage. Here's a woman who talks to her girlfriend Girl, I met this guy. You're talking about a man, he's a hard working man, and he's got some dreams. And he's making something of himself. He's ambitious and he's always working. And, you know, he's got two jobs. He's working overtime. He's trying to make money for the family. And, girl, that's the kind of man I want. All the women said, amen. Amen. And then once he gets married, she says, you don't ever have any time for me. You're always working. But that's the thing that drew her. Now, if you got a man that won't go to work (laughs) and spend all his time with you, Come on, baby, I just love you. I just want to be here with you and want to just take you, drop you off at work, then come back home, wait for you to come back and pick you up and spend all this time with you. You're going to say, no, I can do bad all by myself. I don't need you all up under me. (laughs) So sometimes the very thing that attracts you to a person, because if you got an ambitious man, he's ambitious before he met you, and work is what drives him, and he's going to keep doing that after you get married. He's not going to stop because he got married. You were just one of the projects he had to work in. You were on the list. It's time to get married. Let me find me a wife. You put that on the list. He finds a wife and he keeps working because that's what motivates him. And that's, what, that's what's the innate in him as an ambitious man that's accomplishing a lot of things. So when you get him, you're going to try to make him not be ambitious. It causes conflict. You won't have that conflict while you're single. You met a man and say, you know, he's the quiet, silent type, and he's very reflective. And I like that. He's a deep thinker. Then you get married, you say, he'll never talk to me. (laughs) I can't get him to say nothing. (laughs) Well, he was a strong, silent type. (laughs) Sometimes the thing that draws us is the very thing that conflict with us. But that's just the nature of it. That's not bad. It's just that's the way it is. And Paul is saying, when you get married, you're just going to have because you have people competing for your attention and for your interest. And you have competing priorities now as a married person that you don't have when you're a single person and you just have to deal with it. When you're single, you don't have to figure out whose house you're going to go over for Thanksgiving. Just go home. When you're married, you gotta say, well, we gotta go over here, we gotta go over there, we gotta do that. It's not bad, it's just what happened. You just gotta deal with it. And Paul is saying, you don't have to deal with those things when you're single. You can spend that time focusing on the work of the Lord. So, married Christians should not feel guilty about being married, and unmarried believers shouldn't feel guilty about getting married. But we're told that whatever state you're in, Find how to be content in what it is you're in. If you're married, be content in that and work to make that a wonderful, loving relationship. Marriage doesn't prevent devotion to the Lord, and singleness does not guarantee it. It You're not guaranteed to be devoted to the Lord because you're single. He says, but singleness has fewer hindrances and more advantages for you to do things if you want to get them done. I've seen people who are married, and there are many ministry opportunities that may come up. There are opportunities to go do evangelism work and to travel, to go here and there. And they got two kids, and they're married, and they want to do all the ministry activity. And we said, no, you need to stay home. You need to cut back. You have a family. This is not the season of your life. You can do all those things. Well, I just want to do this for God. Well, you didn't do it when you were single. Now is the opportunity. You want to do great things for God? You want to, you want to go out and get involved in ministries? And, and you want to go and, and, and go on a mission trip? You can do that. Nobody's going to hold you back. Now is the time to go while you're single. We're encouraging people to go do some missions work. Go on a mission trip. You're single, go. You won't go on a mission trip. Now, if you can get a single cruise together, we'll take a seven-day cruise. But no, it's not time for cruising. It's time for ministry. It's time to say, Lord, I'm available. You start filling up your life doing what God has opened up for you to do. Guess what? God's going to start saying, you know, how can I bless them with all of their desires? The Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will do what? Give you the desires of your heart. Many people aren't doing anything serving God, just waiting on God to bless them. And God said, if you get on up and start doing something and taking advantage of the opportunity that you have, I know how to bless you, God. know how to bring people into your life and bless you however you need to be blessed. But he's looking for somebody who would honor him with their time and their talent, their resources as a priority in their lives. There is a blessed opportunity for those who are single. There is no reason to sit around and be bored as a believer Amen. and be single. I'm just bored. I don't have nothing to do. You come to the church. Pastor Jack will give you an assignment. You shouldn't be bored and lonely. There's a whole lot. You're lonely and single, well, start doing some nursing home ministry. Go visit people in the hospital. We got something for your loneliness. Go keep the kids for some single mother who hadn't the chance to get out. And just say, I'll come and I'll bless you. I'll stay with the kids for a while. There's something to do for you if, if you're just lonely. There's ministry work. There's opportunities. Decide you're going to get involved. You're going you're gonna to minister to others. There's more things to do than you can even imagine. When I was single, I was busy. I was gone almost every day doing something. Volunteering somewhere. Getting involved in something. Serving at the church almost every night involved in something. I wasn't lonely. And you have no need to be lonely as well as much things that need to be done in the body of Christ and in the kingdom of God. Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. I wanted to take some time to speak directly to those who are unmarried in the body of Christ. In a month like this, when we celebrate days like Valentine's and holidays, single people can feel left out. But I want you to know that God did not leave you out. I've been sharing this message on the blessedness of singleness. Take advantage of your singleness because God has something in store for you. If you would like a copy of today's message and hear it again, you can go to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily. You can listen to today's message as well as previous messages aired on this station. That's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. And I want to give you a special opportunity to come and be our guest. God is using Pastor Jackie in a mighty way to reach those that have hurts and hang-ups. And we know that God will meet every need when we come to Him and bow down before Him. So meet us on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Umble Road. For more information, go to our website at L O W C F. Dot O-R-G. Again, L-O-W-C-F dot O-R-G. So if you're not connected in a church family, come to the light of the world. It's a place to believe and a place to belong. I want to share with you about the Beacon Bookstore right here on our campus. Many people have been coming by to get Sunday school books, Bibles, church supplies, offering envelopes, communion supplies, anointing oil. Whatever you need, we can get it for you right here at the Beacon. Call us at 281 441 Two eight eight five Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now, for the Light of the World, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.